Welcome to Blooming Out, Indiana's only LGBTQ news and public affairs show featuring music, events, and interviews, both local and global. From the WFHB studios in Bloomington, Indiana, this is Blooming Out. Good evening and welcome to Blooming Out on WFHB. I'm Ryan Shaddy. And I'm Janae Cummings. On tonight's episode, we'll have our featured music in this week's LGBTQI News headlines. But first, we'll be speaking with the organizer of the Pence Must Go campaign, Kevin Warren. Kevin Warren is a real estate agent in, the, in Indianapolis and is the founder of the Pence Must Go Political Action Committee. He has raised over $60,000 for the cause, which has placed thousands of Pence Must Go messages on billboards, car bumpers, and yard signs throughout the state. Kevin lives with his husband of 14 years and founded the PAC because of the governor's insistence on discrimination of LGBT people and others. With over 5,000 likes currently on Facebook, and with the governor being nominated this week for vice president of the United States, Kevin is now planning on taking his message nationally to make the case as to why Donald Trump and Mike Pence should not be president and vice president of this country. Kevin, welcome to this show this evening. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you on. Uh, we'll get started tonight talking a little bit about um, uh, Governor Pence's speech to the Republican National Convention uh, last night. What was different about the Mike Pence of last night versus the Mike Pence that Indiana knows? Well, you know, the Mike Pence that we saw last night, we also saw in the state of the state address here in Indiana. So he can give a speech, you know, as long as it's scripted and and, uh, uh, you know, he doesn't have to actually uh, talk off the cuff. You know, he's good at that. But what he's not good at is telling the truth, and he's also not good at answering questions uh, and, and being put on the spot. So uh, he can give a speech. I'll give him that. But, um, you know, there, it was filled with a lot of lies, um, and uh, uh, which we can go into if you'd like. But uh, uh, it, uh, it was not a truthful yeah, I mean, definitely what he focused on last night was not anything about policy. It was more about being an attack dog for Donald Trump. Oh, absolutely. And if, if everyone will remember, um, uh, Pence didn't even support Trump. Uh, he disagreed with him even as of today on a specific uh, um, policy. And uh, so they're, they're, they're made for each other, I think, but uh, they're, and, and I apologize, I'm uh, but uh, his, you know, when I when I when I go back and remember the speech from last night, there were so many untruths in that speech. Everything from education to roads and and uh, um, and the things that he said that he's done for our state, he's done none of that for our state. Uh, nope. He inherited a surplus. Um, he's he's he, he turned down eighty million dollars in pre-K funding. He's done nothing for our roads and highways. He started dumping all of those things into this session uh, because he knew he was in trouble. So he was trying to, uh, uh, you know, fix the damage that he's done to Indiana. Is this something you think the media is going to call him on? I hope so. Uh, you know, I, I, when Hillary was Hillary's campaign was right on top of it, talking about the five things uh, uh, that that he's done here in Indiana or the problems that he's created. So I do think 
uh, the, the national news will stay on top of his blog, at least the liberal side of it. Well, you do know that, that uh, Mike Pence did call the media uh, a bunch of liars last night, right? Oh, well, I, I haven't seen that, but I'm not surprised. They're mainstream <laughs> liberal media. Of course they're liars. Yes, right. all of them are liars. It's 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 uh, kind of hilarious that they automatically go to attacking the media and saying that the media is what is causing all of the lies and the misinformation about their party. Oh, a- a- absolutely. I mean, uh, Donald's been doing it for how many months now, and uh, now Mike has to follow in his footsteps. So um, it's nauseating, but what can you do? You know, and there is definitely liberal media and conservative media. But how do you think um, Governor Pence really spins this? Uh, Is this really, uh, do you think that he goes back to the time where he was going to make his own news organization for the state and thinks he can actually bring that to Donald Trump's campaign too? That would be scary. I mean, that's obviously one of the things he tried to do that got put down very quickly. But I'm more, I think what bothers me most about this Everyone in Indiana knows Governor Pence, whether you like him or don't like him, and and uh, I'm assuming most on this show do not. But um, it's it's his hypocrisy, and as and as you know, he's never supported Donald Trump, and now he's supporting Trump, and it it, it, it doesn't even. I have personal values and things that I just could not cross, and and Mike Pence is jumping on this bandwagon because one, he was probably going to lose in Indiana. He's jumping on a bandwagon that he's jumping on a team that doesn't even support his ideologies. So I, I, I don't understand it other than the fact that we all know he's wanted to be a national on the national stage. And we knew that Indiana was always just a stepping stone. I remember last year, I'll say this very quick because this enraged me when when all of the riffraff, sorry, not last year, but when he first said he was going to rerun or run for reelection. Um, he, they said, are you going to run for re-election? He said, yes, I like, I like the gig I had. He called the governorship in Indiana a gig. You know? So he's never taken us that serious. We're just a stepping stone to his national platform, and this is a perfect example. Um, so, What's strange to me is that without RIFRA, he could have been a national candidate on his own. Like He needed to be propped up by Trump or someone else to come along as vice president specifically because of his behaviors and his, his attempts at policy last year. Well, absolutely. And then, you know, when I first created Fence Must Go, Your Rights Could Be Next, um, I was angry over LGBT issues. And little did I know that he'd step on other, uh, other, other people and other issues. And, um, you know, with the whole abortion issue and then the state-run news agency. And so there's just... Um, there's just so many things, and um, so Riffer's just Riffer's old news compared to the things that he's done since then. Right. What do you think? I wanted to call back a bit to um, the the policy difference that that Trump and Pence had today. Could you discuss that a little bit? I, I hadn't heard of that. So if you could talk about what they disagreed on today. Yes, they agree, they, they disagreed on. Um, oh, and they're terrible. Um, it, it was all. I'm a news junkie, and so it was all over MSNBC and CNN, and um, it was. Uh, oh boy, yeah, I knew you were going to ask that too. Um, I apologize. I, I'll, I'll, 
can we come back to that? Oh, absolutely, have, absolutely. It's all right, Kevin. I do that all the time. I get in the middle of a, of knowing exactly what I want to focus on, and it it, it just no, flies away on me. But but there was there was definitely um, uh, it was it's definitely a policy issue that came out either in different to to three or four of the top issues in the Trump campaign. But I'll come back to it. I'll think of it if we get back to it. Hey, so. Um, let's relay this into the governor's race as it stands now with Pence being gone. Are we going to focus on the new candidates with your political action committee, or are we going to relay uh, the Pence must go right into a national movement? Well, as, as you know, we're a very small grassroots effort, so our group. So uh, there's only so much we can do in terms of funding. As much as I'd love to go national, um, we just don't have the funding to go national. But what we are going to do we're going to go national in our message, uh, in part in Indiana. As a matter of fact, and then I'll get back to the Indiana politics, because uh, with Indiana, we're still waiting on the uh, next week. They come back, and the committee will pick uh, the, the, the new uh, Republican candidate. And um, so once we know that, then we can put together a, 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 a organize and put together a plan for that. But on the national level, this week alone and last week, um, you know, we had to reorganize quickly, and uh, um, I had already pre-purchased billboards. Uh, most of them now are in Indianapolis, but I want to take that to a statewide campaign in October. And um, so I changed the billboards from Pence Must Go to uh, Not Good for Indiana, Not Good for America. And uh, so those are up right now in Indianapolis, and those billboards. Uh, we just, our first set of signs, I've ordered, I've got two messages coming, bumpers, stickers of the magnetic bumper stickers, but uh, one sign says uh, Trump pants wrong for America, and one says Trump pants make America hate again. And then the bumper sticker says the same. So we've already got those out. I put it on a landed literally today uh, before your show, like an hour or two before, and I put it on Facebook, and I've had almost 200 likes on it, and people are already stopping by the home to get them and they're, they're being ordered online as we speak. So uh, they're going to be a hot commodity. And so we've got to change all of these Pence Must Go signs throughout the state uh, to uh, Trump-related messages. And that will have a trickle-down effect into the governor's race. But we will also be uh, focusing on, and I, and I tell people this all the time, uh, we're going to be focusing on the governor's race because Mike Pence, again, whether you like him or hate him, he didn't do this alone. Um, you know, we have a we have a majority super Republican legislature that put these bills in front of him. He was just dumb enough to sign them. And um, so we've got to work on the legislature and we've got to work on uh, uh, nominating a, a Democrat governor uh, to to hopefully uh, balance what's been going on over the last four years. So we want to shift focus a bit to last night at the at the convention. One of the big uh, highlights, of course, was Ted Cruz, um, who defiantly did not endorse Donald Trump. But one of the things that happened is that he had a kind of surprisingly brief mention of LGBTQ citizens, and it seemed to be a bit positive. Um, meanwhile, Governor Pence has had an astoundingly lackluster speech about how Trump would make America great again. Um, I think what stood out to us was the lack of mentioning LGBT people in that speech. Are we heading down the same path with P Pence as vice president as we've seen him work on social issues here? Absolutely. I'm, I'm scared to death. I, 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 
if a Republican gets elected, and especially they have they have a majority in both the House and the Senate uh, nationally as well. So um, I worry I worry that we could you know they they've already introduced I don't know what the bill was called but they've already introduced um, uh, a religious a national religious freedom bill in Congress and it's making its way through the the channels now. So yes, absolutely. If they get in, um, we could have something similar to what Penn did in Indiana on a national level. Um, I think the, you know, I hope and think that because uh, America is mostly behind us now, I don't think it would go over well, but um, I'm, I'm scared that this ticket could definitely put something like that together for sure. Right. Um, speaking uh, on his speech a bit uh, again, um, he mentioned that JFK, Martin Luther King Jr. were two of his role models growing up, um, which is a bit ironic. Did you find any other ironic points in his speech? Well, I thought I thought the whole republic. I've been watching it. I know it's the hardest. It's a train wreck. You just can't turn away from. <laughs> but it was. Um, I thought the whole week was pandering to to different groups, and I thought I thought Mike Pence's speech was pandering. And filled with lives or lies, and um, uh, so you know what I was looking for when I was reading his speech. He was telling how wonderful he was as a governor, and um, and all of the things that he did. But he either inherited them or they were complete lies. You know, talking about education and and talking about infrastructure and and uh, talking about uh, that were you know he, he inherited a balanced budget. He didn't do that. So um, those are the things that, that, that stood out for me. He was taking credit for Mitch Daniels' work and actually uh, Kevin Bayh's work from years prior. Well, honestly, so, that just goes with, along with the plagiarizing theme of this convention. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, the, the convention is a wreck, but, you know, as, as they were saying in November, nobody's going to remember what a wreck the convention was. I just hope it continues. Exactly. What were your main problems with his talking points? Which lies really stood out to you that you were um, really offended by? Well, you know, I, I, I've said this, um, uh, you know, in the, well, in terms of what stood out for me was um, uh, the, the education, because he turned down $80 million of pre-K funding a couple of years ago, and so that was one. He talked about uh, building an infrastructure, and we have uh, crumbling uh, 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 roads and highways throughout Indiana. He just, they, they passed the bill earlier in this year only because people are up in arms. Um, uh, and then he talked about balancing a budget. Again, he inherited that budget. So um, he didn't do any of these things. And um, so just, he's responsible. He's respected because the world doesn't know, you know, yes, he's our governor for the last four years, but people don't know that he walked into that. So um, it, it, it's not his work. We will uh, head out on, our, out on our music break just now, and we'll get back to the new parts of your campaign. Um, 
Our first music artist tonight is from Sydney, Australia. He's been called the king of pop in the making by The Guardian UK. Brendan McLean has been releasing music since 2007 and by 2014 was signed to the Universal Music Publishing Group as a songwriter, writing a new extended play with Amanda Palmer, Paul Mack, Paul Mack, excuse me, Cobra Starship, and RuPaul's producer, Lucian Piani. McLean later appeared on the 2015 Paul Mack album, Holiday From Me, in a song toted as the world's first gay duet, FAQ. Just a few days ago, Accidental Bear featured his newest song and video, Free to Love. From his newest release, Fun Bang One, here's Brendan McLean. Give me attitude 
That was Free to Love by Brendan McLean. We're back here on Blooming Out this evening with Kevin Warren, the founder of the Pence Must Go Political Action Committee. Kevin, in your mission statement on the Pence Must Go website, you state that you would like to hold Pence accountable for his actions against Hoosiers. If, if you are going to create a new mission statement, what would it be to accomplish your goal? Probably from here on out, and we're in the process of reorganizing, so check us out in the, in the near future. Uh, and we'll be able to link Pence Must Go to, uh, uh, to our new website, and we do have to reorganize, and I'll explain that in a second. But I, our goal here from a national standpoint is to um, make sure that America knows of Mike Pence's policies and the damage that he's done to Indiana so that he doesn't uh, do this to America. So, so that's first and foremost. And again, as I said earlier, um, uh, Hillary's team is all over it, and uh, so the, the the liberal media is definitely all over his policies. And so nationally, I think we'll have help there. But again, I want people to know, so that will be part of it. Um, and then, and secondly, um, uh, you know, we we will be focusing on the um, the governor's race. Uh, we live in Indiana, so Indiana is, is very important to me, and, and what has happened over the last few years has uh, been horrible. And so we do want to focus on, uh, although we, because of the type of political action committee that we are, we cannot support a candidate. We can only be anti. So um, so we will definitely be anti whoever the next uh, uh, governor is. Um, we can go after select um, people like Brian Bosma, who has done a lot of damage in the state house as well. Um, so, so we're definitely, unfortunately, our job has doubled, and uh, so we're in the process of reorganizing. and And I don't have a clear cut mission for you, but just know that we want to highlight his uh, his uh, policies over the last few years. Uh, Mike's not been a friend to the LGBT community, but there's other uh, issues with his. Uh, with his governorship and with his uh, uh, record in Congress as well. If you can point, pinpoint uh, some of those that may have been some of his worst flops, uh, what, others, uh, what other issues of his do you think uh, the national audience should, should know about? Well, I think they should know, uh, well, first of all, and again, it, it personally doesn't bother me, but since they're beating up on... Uh, uh, Hillary for her record on certain issues. Mike Pence voted for the war in uh, 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 Iraq, mm-hmm. Iraq War, mm-hmm. and um, uh, so you know there's that. For me, I'm a I'm a social liberal, and I'm you know I I I vote socially. I always have, and I always will. The women's issue that came about this year angered me so much. And um, as did obviously a lot of people in Indiana, um, you know, I care about education, and I obviously care about the LGBT community. Um, but I'm old enough to remember when, 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 when Governor Pence was in Congress, and he wanted to take uh, funding for AIDS and and give it to conversion therapy. So those are the kind of things that, and and he has not changed over the years. He may have changed his. Is uh, how he uh, disguises it, but um, he is the same person that he was 20 years ago, and he, he's not compassionate when it comes to um, the 
LGBT community, when it comes to women, when it comes to immigration. Uh, he's just not a compassionate person when it comes to those issues. And you you go on to think about what the Republican Party's um, platform this year is on LGBT rights, and it is uh, what some have called, and, and especially even the log cabin Republicans who are putting out new ads, uh, the most uh, conservative right wing uh, agenda that they have ever seen against LGBT rights. It's a full out assault, and I definitely think that. Uh, Mike Pence may may be the one to lead us there uh, on that platform, even though uh, Donald Trump is not necessarily as anti-LGBT as, as Pence is. Absolutely. I mean, it, that, that platform was made for Mike Pence. Um, but, you know, it, it's, 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 it's perfect for him. Um, even though, well, that's another story. Uh, you know, I think Mike Pence fell into this job by accident. So um, I don't think it was, it, it's perfect for him, but I don't think he had any 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 play in designing it or creating it. I, I don't think our governor's that smart. Um, but I do think it's perfect for, for the type of person he is. So I want to rattle off some claims against Mike Pence that others have made. One site calls him the most extreme right-wing candidate uh, to ever grace the ballot. And it states that Pence has, uh, there are are seven here with me, Kevin, so hang with me here. Um, As governor of Indiana, he signed the license to discriminate bill, allowing Indiana businesses to deny service to gays. He has tried to halt the settlement of Syrian refugees in the state. His position on abortion is so extreme that, as a member of Congress, he voted for legislation that would give personhood rights to embryos and defund Planned Parenthood. He also voted, this is number four, he also voted against measures aimed at preventing LGBT discrimination, and he supported federal legislation prohibiting same-sex marriage. Five, he also threatened to block Hurricane Katrina reconstruction unless the money needed was offset by cuts to Medicare and the National School Lunch Program. Six, he has compared Obamacare to the 9-11 attacks, although later he apologized for that comment. And finally, seven, Pence is also a favorite of uh, the the money-thirsty, money-hungry Cook brothers. That's a a long rap rap list right there. And it goes to show uh, that he is going to continue this on in the future um, because he has done it on the national level, level, and on the and on the state level, and he's been successful. Exactly, and he's been successful. There's there's been nothing to deter him from from putting these things forward. Kevin, are these are these claims fairly accurate? Uh, an accurate representation of uh, Pence, or are they overblown by the <clears throat> quote liberal media? No, they're they're absolutely uh, accurate, and um, I mean these are half of those are are bills uh, that he signed. So no, they're 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 absolutely accurate. And um, if people aren't scared of a Trump Pence uh, team, the thought of them even getting close to the White House, they should be. Um, this is serious. Um, and um, you know, it, it's but those are that that embodies my Pence. All of those things you just mentioned. Uh, last night, the after after Mike's. Um Governor, excuse me, Governor Pence's conversation uh, with the RNC audience. 
you could hear them, we like Mike instead of we like Ike. I think there's a huge difference between President Eisenhower and uh, Mike, uh, Mike Pence here. You know, I, I agree. I had uh, Mike Pence is not respected within his own party here in Indiana. So I think they're thrilled and glad to have him out of here. He's not a leader. Um, uh, he, he, has, he has strict, his ideology is pure. I mean, he hates LGBT, he hates, uh, um, he's pro-choice, he's, you know, um, he doesn't like immigration. Uh, so, you know, all of those I- ideals are pure, um, but he's not, he's not a leader in the Republican Party. And I've had, I've talked to many people on both sides of the aisle, and people that have grown up with Governor Pence, and um, they're just not... Uh, very rarely do they say a nice thing about him in terms of his um, intelligence or his leadership. So, and that's coming from people of his own party. So, you know, we obviously know on this side of the aisle what we think of him, but even within his own party, he doesn't lead. And um, but he has a super majority to work with, so it's easy. All he has to do is say know, the word. And it's done. I mean, you you look at everything that uh, that Mike Pence has done, and you think of um, the interstate issue up on I sixty five in northeast in northwestern Indiana. Uh, he didn't respond to that crisis after being told that that br- bridge was structurally unsound until after it was too late. There's one failure there. He responds to education, for instance. Uh, by continuing to pump money into privatizing education, that that is not uh, that's not for my, yours, or anyone else's public funds. If people want to do pub- public education, and sorry, I'm getting on this on this rap here, um, but if people want to do public education uh, or, or, or private education rather, they should have to pay for that themselves. My education should not have to pay for that child's education uh, to go to that private school. Sorry, he's completely wrong about that. So those are just two large issues right there um, that are uh, that are that are huge. Why is this campaign against Mike Pence uh, so important to you, Kevin? Well, wow, where to start? Well, first of all, I'm, I, I tell everyone this all the time. Not that it matters, but I'm 51 years old. I've I've been discriminated against. Uh, as an LGBT person for 30 years, and um, I'm tired. I'm tired of I'm tired of this type of discrimination, and not only just to me, but in in our community, but but so many people across. You know, when I look at when I look at this Trump Pence campaign, and if anybody has watched this um, train wreck this week at the Republican National Convention, it is just filled with hate. Um, I understand that they want to beat Hillary Clinton, but the, the message that they're putting out there is hate, and I don't want to be a part of. I don't want to be a part of that. We have to move forward as a country. We need to. We all need to be together and get along and help each other and work with each other. and And I think the the Democrat Party does a better job of in, of including people and and being what they claim to be Christians and 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 just help each other out and be good citizens. And um, this, this Republican Party 
um, uh, wants to go back to 1950 when 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 LGBT and women and African Americans and, and Latinos and so many people had no rights. That's what they want to go back to, and um, and they can't, and they're frustrated and they're angry, and and um, so it's really important that we move forward. And most importantly, if anyone is listening, um, what this is mostly about for me too are those Supreme Court nominations. Uh, we've got one pending right now, and we've got potentially two or three more that will turn this court liberal, or at least more, more liberal, should I say, not as conservative. And, um, and actually, uh, so many of the policies and things that have moved, uh, have moved our country forward have happened in the Supreme Court and in our, our, our federal courts. Those, those court appointees are so important. Well, according to conservatives, those court appointees uh, shouldn't be uh, shouldn't be enacted because these are radical. Uh, it's a radical, radical judiciary. Judges. So it's, it's just they're yeah. <laughs> if someone wants to get involved, Kevin, what are the ways uh, with 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 the Pence Must Go campaign? Uh, what are the ways they may do so? Well, first of all, uh, our our a way to contact us on our website. You can reach us presently at pensmusco.org. And the reason I say that is because pensmusco.org is a, is a state political action committee. We just filed this week with the FEC, and um, so we're, we're, a, uh, we're going to be a federal PAC. And uh, because of that, there are different rules, so we have to change the name, which we'll slowly unveil. But for now, um, it's, it's pensmusco.org. We have lots of merchandise, signage, and, and those kinds of things on there um, that you can buy. We have two new signs, bumper stickers. But more importantly, to be able to reach, um, our, our reach is mostly going to be Indiana. But um, we're unveiling a billboard campaign statewide, which will come out in September, October. It's going to be about a fifty to $75,000 billboard campaign across the state. So donations will be greatly uh, accepted. Uh, a lot of people have bought yard signs and, um, uh, and and had done their part, but I also realized that some people are not comfortable putting those things in their yard, and so there's other ways to donate and getting involved with that. But at the end of the day, what I would really love everyone to know, um, when we started this, about 50% so far has gone to um, the expense of the signage and that kind of thing because it's a 100% volunteer organization. Uh, but at the end of the day, all the proceeds that are left over will go to LGBT, um, a teacher's organization, and um, Planned Parenthood. So all the proceeds will go to charity at the end of the day. So we'll have um, we'll you know, we'll unveil that in a different format. But uh, please just go to our website, pensmusco.org, and there's a lot of messages on there that, that you'll be able to, to figure out what's important and how you want to get involved. We're coming down to uh, Bloomington's Pride, so uh, uh, we'll be down there, and forget if that one is in September, I think, and um, August or September, but we'll be down there for that as well. All right, fantastic. We've been speaking with Kevin Warren from the Pence Must, Must Go Political Action Committee. Kevin, thanks so much for joining us this evening. Thank you so much for having me. For our next music break... Out introduces Adam Lambert's new single, Welcome to the Show. The song, released last Thursday, features songwriter Layla and lingers in close shots of Lambert's face and chest. Ooh la la. 
Of course, the shirt is optional in several clips. In an open letter accompanying the video, Lambert breaks down his inspiration behind the song and why he wanted to produce the track himself. Sometimes it's terrifying to face your true self, true, who self, stripped of any pretense, Lambert said. The good, the bad, the cracks, and the scars. I am no stranger to the feeling of not liking myself. The American Idol finalist talked about struggling with his body image and the problems of being trapped by labels and or identities. Living in a world filled with so much hatred sometimes makes cultivating self-love a very difficult task. I have always struggled with this, as I'm sure many of you have, Lambert continued. Welcome to the show is his first self-produced video, and the out singer revels during his performance in the bare authenticity of the song and the shoot. Take your flaws in stride, nurture your talents, take pride in your queerness, and share all the love you have, he said. Here is Adam Lambert with Welcome to the Show. You know I have a veil all covered up to myself. It's always there, now they want to know. How does it feel? Gonna let it show I'm happy to Entertain And share with you It's hard to say How your own thoughts Can't hurt you I'm gonna let them stare They feel like me out there So welcome to the show Bring on all the lights, let it shine on you We're together here tonight Welcome to the show, welcome to my life Welcome to the show, welcome to my life Welcome to my life I know I have my flaws I pay the price, but I'm grateful You let Welcome to the show, welcome to my life 
That was Adam Lambert. Welcome to the show. It's now time for our weekly LGBTQ plus news roundup. Our first news item is an op-ed by 2016 Republican candidate for U.S. Senate in Maryland, Chris P. Kafalas. Um, and it appeared yesterday in the Washington Post titled, An Appeal to Mike Pence, Leave Your Anti-LGBT Views Behind. Tonight, voters around the country will hear directly from the man the Republican Party has nominated for vice president. If Indiana Governor Mike Pence wants to head off months of negative stories about his long record of discrimination and intolerance, now is his chance to show that he is accepting of all Americans, including LGBT Americans, and affirm his commitment to a Republican Party that leaves no one behind. Now, that may require a change of heart and mind. During his public career, Pence has been an outspoken opponent of equal rights for lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender citizens. In Congress, he opposed efforts to encourage foreign governments to decriminalize homosexuality and sought to block the repeal of the military's don't ask, don't tell policy. As a governor, he stood against not only marriage equality, but civil unions as well. He also opposed a law prohibiting discrimination against LGBT people in the workplace and signed one opening the door to wide-ranging discrimination against these residents of his own state under the guise of religious liberty. Now remember, folks, this is coming from an, a, a Republican Senate can candidate out of Maryland. On their own, such actions would signal that Pence would work to reverse the progress that has been made and stand in the way of efforts to advance the equal dignity and opportunity of all Americans, efforts which so many other Republicans fully support. But it is his past support for and failure to repudiate the heinous practice of conversion or reparative therapy that arises an even more disturbing concern. Pence doesn't just seem to disagree with advocates for equal rights on issues of law. His record suggests that he personally believes LGBT people are abnormal and unworthy of the equal protection of the law. As a candidate for Congress, Pence went so far as to endorse a proposal to divert money from a program to help those with HIV-AIDS to organizations which provide assistance to those seeking to change their sexual behavior. It would be easy to, to dismiss his past support for this damaging practice as a relic of a bygone age. Unfortunately, it's not. This week, the Republican Party Platform Committee adopted language approving the conversion therapy of conversion therapy in a statement of the party's fundamental belief. It also, by the way, condemned the Supreme Court's landmark decisions securing equal freedom, dignity, and rights for LGBT individuals. This isn't just disappointing and demoralizing to all of those of us who want to strengthen the Republican Party by making it more inclusive. It's horrifying. Today, I am a dedicated Republican who also happens to be gay. But before I found the strength to be who I was, I survived conversion therapy. For almost nine months before my 30th birthday, I had the relationships that I most valued questioned and my life demeaned by the use of techniques, including shock therapy, with no basis in science or medicine. It's easy to see why millennials and many minority groups are not rallying to the Republican Party. That a major party in the United States and its vice presidential nominee don't reject such a dehumanizing practice and fight to end it and speak out for the personal freedom and equal rights makes it difficult to see how any part of its economic or security agenda meets the same for everyone. And that's a shame because Republican solutions to creating jobs, making our community safer, and securing the peace are needed more than ever. 
After traveling across Maryland during my recent U.S. Senate campaign and meeting with voters from all walks of life, I know that Americans are ready to embrace a unifying Republican vision for a new way forward. We do not need distractions that push voters away from the GOP and the best path to promoting prosperity and security for all. Pence's vice presidential nomination and this Republican convention make it seem like it was so long ago when leading Republicans such as Ohio Senator Rob Portman and Illinois Senator Mark Kirk, among others, joined former Vice President Dick Cheney and former President George W. Bush's administration uh, Solicitor General Ted Olson in embracing marriage equality. But it wasn't. Progress, however, is full of setbacks and false starts. But Pence can still do a lot to turn the page and taken an important step to making the Republican Party great again by renewing the legacy of Lincoln, disavowing his old thinking, and embracing a future of inclusion. From LGBTQNation.com, Romania's Constitutional Court on Wednesday ruled that a request from an anti-gay group to change the Constitution to state that marriage is a union between a man and a woman is constitutional. The court's ruling paves the way for Romania's parliament to vote to change the Constitution, last revised in 2003, which now says marriage is between partners without specifying gender. Any change would need to be approved by two-thirds of lawmakers. Gay rights groups protested the ruling and dozens later protested in downtown Bucharest. Protesters held banners saying love above dogma and love is not a sin printed on a background of rainbow hearts and shouted equal rights. Police later took the personal details of people taking part in the rally because it wasn't authorized by City Hall. Mosaic Q, which supports gay rights, said the court ruling will, quote, restrict the definition of, of the family to the nuclear one and outlaws any possibility of legalizing marriage between people of the same sex, unquote. Homosexuality in Romania was decriminalized in 2001. Romania doesn't recognize same-sex marriage. TheAdvocate.com has an article that is on the log cabin Republicans dismay with the GOP platform. As the log cabin Republicans group decides whether to endorse Donald Trump, it's upping attacks on the anti-LGBT platform adopted Monday by the Republican Party. The group for LGBT Republicans bought a full-page ad in the USA Today uh, the next day. It attacks the GOP for approving an anti-LGBT platform that includes support for conversion therapy, for repealing marriage equality, for bathroom bills, and so-called religious freedom laws. Echoing an email blast sent to members by Executive Director Gregory T. Angelo, the ad calls this the most anti-LGBT platform the Republican Party has ever had. The ad, which ran in the Cleveland edition to reach convention attendees, is actually the second time Log Cabin has publicly struck back at its own party with full-page advertising. After the Family Research Council's Tony Perkins wrested control of planks about family and marriage and inserted anti-LGBT language, Log Cabin uh, bought an ad in the Tampa Bay Tribune back in 2012. The two ads take a much different approach. Uh, Log Cabin partnered with Freedom to Marry on the ad, arguing that as conservatives, we believe that Freedom to Marry is directly in line with the core ideals and principles of the Republican Party. Less government, more individual freedom, personal responsibility, and the importance of family. This year's ad leads with a giant type, screaming losers, moron, sad. That gets your attention, and the smaller type says, no, these aren't tweets from Donald Trump, which would, one would assume. This is what common sense conservatives are saying about the most anti-LGBT platform the Republican Party has ever had. The ad goes after the platform committee directly, calling it out of touch, out of line, and out of step with 61% of young Republicans who favor same-sex marriage. 
Our last Music Breaks introduction this evening is brought to you by Attitude magazine. As the world continues to mourn the 49 lives lost in last month's tragic shooting at Pulse nightclub in Orlando, 24 of the world's biggest artists have come together to raise money for the victims' families, survivors, and Florida's LGBT community. Hands was written by Justin Tranter and Bloodlines and co-produced by Mark Ronson. Proceeds from the song will be donated to the Equality Florida Pulse Victims Fund, the GLBT Community Center of Central Florida, Florida, and GLAAD. Artists featured include Britney Spears, Troy Sivan, Mary J. Blige, MNEK, Gwen Stefani, Alex Newell, Pink, Jennifer Lopez, Adam Lambert, Selena Gomez, Halsey, Jason Derulo, Tyler Glenn, Ty Herndon, Imagine Dragons, Juanis, Mary Lambert, The Trans Chorus of Los Angeles, Casey Musgraves, Nate Ruiz, RuPaul, Jesse Smollett, and Megan Trainer. Here is the entire group with hands.
out comes from the back door, downtown Bloomington's queerest bar, dance club, and venue. From live bands and DJs to drag shows and karaoke, the, the, there's something for everyone every day of the week. The back door is located at 207 South College in the alley behind Atlas Bar. More information can be found on Facebook or online at bckdoor.com. We have been taking a look at the lives of the LGBTQ student community in our Open Doors series. Tonight, we have Annabella. Sexuality isn't something that can, easily, can be easily defined. It is something that is different to each and every person. Annabella identifies as a pansexual. Pansexuality is the ability to be attracted to anyone, no matter what gender or lack thereof, or genitalia situations they may bring to the table. She says, it is about looking beyond what is presented on the outside and reaching deeper into what really matters on the inside. Annabella is a 20-year-old sophomore from Indianapolis who is a digital art BFA student with plans to receive a minor in psychology. She loves to draw, take photos, make ceramics, do performance art, and occasionally do gymnastics. This is Annabella. I was a part of the color guard in high school, and there was a lot of open-mindedness, and I was very close with a lot of girls in that group, and it kind of led to the first time I felt like I should be romantic with another girl. She was my first kiss, and... I wrote some notes to her, and it was very sweet and romantic, of course. So, in my backpack, I had one of the notes. And one night, my mom confronted me and said, Oh, I found this note in your bag. First of all, why are you going through my bag? Second of all, like, that's really none of your business. If you found it, you shouldn't have even told me. But I guess it's kind of a big deal. So, so I was like, okay, someone else wrote that note. Isn't it, like, a weird note? Like, it's really, wow, I found it, and I was like, this is crazy. She did not buy that, obviously. It was a really bad lie. So she told my dad, she was really worried, and I told him, I was like, okay, yeah, like, don't be weird about it, but it's true, like, I'm bisexual, and I mean, pansexual, but I didn't really know what that was. So they were kind of weird about it, and... They wouldn't want me to sleep over with anyone. So yeah, that note just ruined everything. And I mean, just for a little bit. I think my dad was pretty chill about it. He might have told my aunt and uncle. I don't have a lot of conservative family members, but I just never told my grandparents and a couple of my uncles. I just feel like it wasn't worth the time or the heartache to try to explain it to them. So I never did that. And I don't think I ever will, but that's fine. That's okay. My first real girlfriend was from church, and I started going to church just to see her, which is kind of funny. But the church was actually really open and welcoming, and so that was a really good place to be in, a good space to hold her hand and act like an actual couple. A few people gave weird looks to us, but it was fine. It was better than being out on the street in public, honestly. So that was a great place to be, and I honestly kind of miss that. But now I have a boyfriend, and we're really serious, and it's been like over a year and a half, and people are always like, oh, that's great, it must be easier, like not as stressful. That's true, but there's always a chance that I might not end up with a boyfriend I might end up with a non-male 
person or non-cisgender person, who knows? Like, I'm pansexual, it's like always up in the air. I guess for the moment, life is easier, but you just never know. Any advice I could give, I guess it would be to look at your family members and think about what is worth trying to explain and what you can leave out and like look at each person and realize if it's worth your time and effort and like stress because that can really kill you and like make you second guess yourself, make you feel horrible and like if their reaction is, you know, almost violent, then it's really not worth it. That was Annabella. Open Doors is reported and produced by IU student David Crossman, with Meredith Seaman, Stormy Dayhuff, Matt Peterson, and Taylor Hurt as co-producers. This series was born from an audio journalism class at Indiana University. We would like to thank you for tuning in tonight. If you are interested in volunteering here at WFHB or for our show, contact volunteer at WFHB.org. If you would like to add your event to our event calendar, please email us at bloomingout at WFHB.org. You can also call us at 812-323-1200, tweet us at bloomingoutwfhb, visit our Blooming Out Facebook page, or find us on Instagram. The executive producer of Blooming Out is Joe Crawford. The producer is Ryan Shaddy. Board engineer is Sarah Hetrick. For Blooming Out and Janae Cummings, I'm Ryan Shaddy. Tune in again next week at 6 p.m. or listen to us online at bloomingout.com. Thank you for joining us on Blooming Out. Be sure to find us online for past episodes, behind-the-scenes exclusives, and more at bloomingout.com. And don't forget to tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. for Blooming Out on WFHB.